Hello. Welcome to Not Dead, your survivalist guide to the modern world. As always, I'm joined here by Alpha. Hello. And this week, we're talking about positivity. We're talking about positive masculinity. And basically, we, we've all heard of toxic masculinity. And for toxic masculinity to exist, that implies there must be a positive alternative to that. And Alpha and I are going to wade through the muddy swamp of masculinity and find out what does positive masculinity look like. Isn't that right, buddy? That is correct. Um, before we start talking about what positive masculinity is, uh, do you want to outline what is defined as toxic masculinity? Like um, just the headlines sort of like this is just just the headlines. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what I've what I've gathered, there are a few there are a few um, different ideas. Mm -hmm. Like uh, but all of the different ideas that I have found encompass these three traits. Okay, yeah. Um, well, technically five, but the three main traits are misogyny, homophobia, and violence. And the violence I would like to I would like to categorize is physical, verbal, passive, and psychological. So we're talking the entire spectrum of violence. It's not just hitting your partner. It's also being verbally abusive. It's the passive aggressive. It's the psychological violence. So all of that is included under this hat. Um, mm -hmm. and, the, and the last two are emotional repression and an overabundance or an overfixation on self-reliance. Right, yeah, okay. Okay. I feel like they, all three of those are kind of entwined. Um, the misogyny, homophobia, and violence. Yeah, like the, if you, when you're like, list, listening to those, so like the self-reliance, like the yeah, misogyny, okay, yeah. homophobia, like all of it seems to come stem from like a similar place. Like mm. that obviously they can be like, uh, they can be on their own, but like it, it feels like they do. That they do come around into like one, one yes. blob. Yes, they do come around in, into a one blob, and that is because having done you know some research into this online, reading uh, a lot of. Wikipedia articles, but also coming back into um, some university like Princeton University mm -hmm. uh, is is a webpage that I that I um, that I delved into, and there were there were others uh, which escape my mind right now, um, but they all seem to mention these these little points, and they make to me it makes sense how this all comes back to emotional repression and if for lack of a better word fear because you're afraid of being vulnerable you're afraid of showing your emotion and so in fear and emotional uh repression yeah, to me yeah. are the are are like the are the fundamental causes of this and it's yeah. not you know and i'm i'm 
I was raised in the 80s and I was a teenager in the 90s, speaking of my age again. Um, <laughs> I, I, my favorite media to consume at the time were hard as action movies. Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Kurt Russell, um, all of those guys. That's, that was my bread and butter. Um, and they did not, all of those films and all of that media rarely depicted any sort of emotional range. There was anger. There was, you know, determination. There was, uh, there was violence. But there was never any vulnerability. There was never any, you know, emotional conclusion, if you will. That's so, true. Like in um, in all of these films, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, uh, let's have, think about uh, Predator, for instance. In Predator, he clearly has strong familial ties with the other men that he's going on this mission with. Yeah. Um, and it's mainly he expresses his emotional connection through them uh, to them through um, uh, kind of insults and it's like um, doing like little jabs at each other, which fair enough, that is like a way that guys do show emotional connection to each other. But it's also, yeah. it's also, there's a negative aspect to that. But then all those men die. Yes. And we don't see trauma. We don't see any kind of loss or anything. It's just, oh, men died. Okay. And I'm oh. going to, I'm now going to kill this, this alien. Like there was no sort of like, mo it would have, there wasn't a moment in the film where it's him grieving the loss of his friend. Absolutely, absolutely not. Uh, and you know, we're him dealing with the fact of what what he experienced. Yeah, there was no, there was no, um, uh, there was no reckoning. There was no, uh, what was it when an account of what happened? There was no, there was no like nobody tallied up the bill, and it wasn't sorted in yeah. that sense. So, as we mentioned. From my understanding, it's uh, fear and emotional repression. And this does have, sadly, a huge negative effect on men's mental health and physical health. Yeah. So what, um, what can we do to break the cycle or, or what, you know, what can you do as a person to not fall into this trap and to be a more positive masculine person? Sam, what, what can, give me, you know, give me an example. What would you do? Okay. So if you're like saying that there it's difficulty connecting with other people, mm -hmm. um, I'd say that it, I mean, we, we already talked about like just then with the predator example, the uh, using insults to connect with other people. The problem with yep. using insults to connect with someone else is that you're belittling. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're belittling your own emotion and that person. So like, 
you're connecting with them by saying I'm above you. And it's like, oh, this is harmless fun. This is harmless fun. But mm. you're not actually, you're giving the false impression that you're having an emotional bond. Like, right. rather than just saying, hey, I love you, man. Like, yeah. that. I love you, Sam. Yeah. Um, you can just say, and it's like, because I'm, we're not, when Alpha and I say, hey, I love you, Alpha, love you, Sam, we're not saying, I love you. I'm going to start a small family with you. We're going to get uh, 50 cats and live on a small, uh, in a cottage somewhere in the Norwegian countryside. Why are you crushing my dreams, Sam? I do not want 50 cats. Can you imagine the smell? If they're living outdoors, it's not a <laughs> Okay, we're not talking about that. <laughs> like, uh, Anta would kill me, I know. It's I know. true. Um, besides which, I'd have goats. Yeah, duh. I mean, duh, with little bells on. I know. No, let them live free. Oh. <laughs> let the goaties live free. Plus, they'd, they'd bleat when they'd need me. <laughs> um Aww. but anyway so yeah like um that's not and like when you have love for a friend you have love for like like you don't have the same love for your parents as you do for your partner like it's no. all different variants of love and so just acknowledging that just having that acknowledgement between you and your friends it yeah. if you, it's not something that you're used to it will feel weird at first but then it's like an accept. It's an acceptance of this is the emotion that you're having. And it's like, I think as well, just that's the other thing: accepting that you do have emotions and that mm -hmm. you are a vulnerable being. And because yeah. that's different. So this is something that happens to everyone. And like, there's been people in my life that I've sort of had to cut out because of their difficulty dealing with this one aspect, which is um the fact that you can't control the world yeah all right there's like a there's like a problem that people have where it's like they would like to control what goes on in the world they'd like to control every aspect of like their lives um mm -hmm. down to sort of um how and i mean this we don't have um, a psychologist on the show, but this so it must this stems from some sort of upheaval in childhood. But that's this is what leads on to that violence against women and like the controlling of a partner. You mm -hmm. have a life that you're really scared of, and you want to control things. So, um, like, I mean, I I control things in my day to day life. I have a very limited fashion sense because I found one thing that I like and I just stick to it. I don't move outside of that. That's something that I can control. But yeah. then uh, when you start to use physical violence to control people around you, so you're physically aggressive to your coworkers because they don't do the thing that you want, um, mm -hmm. you then start to get physically aggressive to your partner. You've chosen to date someone because they are attracted to you and there was something about them that was attractive, but then when they start to develop as a person you don't like that and so you start using techniques to control them so maybe it's you take away their phone because of yeah. you're so scared that they're going to cheat on you that yeah. you don't want them to have connections with anyone else you start to um control them leaving the house they have to quit their job or yeah. you you drive them to work 
leave them at work you pick them up from work so all the only time that they're away from you is when they're in their workplace and even mm -hmm. then you're checking in on them via text yeah. message or phone call that's that's all this problem of control and the and understand and people fearing lack of control yeah like there's other things going on there as well but that's sort of like the core of it and like i think once you acknowledge that it, even in like the small things that you can't control everything mm -hmm. then that starts to broaden out your world and there's people who aren't on like that that's a very extreme case but when when you start to acknowledge like in your in your like in your life that you can't control everything and you can there's a there's very limited things that you can control mm -hmm. um and you start to acknowledge those yep. things start to look a bit easier and they start to get a bit it's it's very liberating to know that you can't control everything exactly so an example that i would i would like to pull out and it's it's kind of it's kind of a twofer and i don't know because people are different. Mm. And people are going to react differently. And like for, for, for us, for example, things that I find easy to do, you might find difficult. And things that you find difficult, uh, easy to do, I might find difficult. Mm -hmm. Right? So, and, and this, is, this is a personal struggle for me. Asking for help and showing vulnerability. Yeah. Um, because in my head, and I would like to think that I'm not alone in this, that I, you know, I'm, that this will resonate with other men out there as well, somehow asking for help or, and, or being vulnerable equates to weakness. Yeah. So and and this is this has been this has been probably the biggest learning curve that i've had to overcome in the last 6 years i suppose it's the hyper self reliance that's yeah. been a really big a really big thing for me that i just you know you just i i you know i don't i don't want needlessly to show to to you know go somewhere and this is me and this is not, you know, I don't want to needlessly be bothering other people by asking for help when I can do it by myself, but I just, you know, I'd like someone there standing beside me for, you know, just for company's sake. You know, it's not that I need help. I just wanted some company. Um, which, again, it's an emotional need, but then you're not really asking for help. You're just asking for company. But it starts getting dangerous when you are attempting something that is pushing the borders or the boundaries of your capabilities and you still won't ask for help. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I just to sort of like build on that, this I feel like this is something that we are taught, and this is going back to your site, um, growing up in the 80s. Mm -hmm. um and Arnold Schwarzenegger any so going back to Predator Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger did it all on his on his own yeah like that film is basically just um mainly people shooting at trees mm -hmm. but um it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and his ingenuity and his grit that 
he um, manages to resolve this in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, all action films from that era, and so like, even before that, like if you look at the cowboy westerns, um, yeah. there was the stranger. They'd come into town. They'd mm-hmm. fix everything because of the stranger is this man who's come in is like the archetypal man. He can fix something. Um, mm-hmm. And they happen to be a genius at everything. They can come in, they can shoe a horse, they can fix your roof, they can shoot a gun. Like, goddamn, exactly. like, aren't they but, brilliant? But Sam, at the end of those movies, what happens? The stranger moves on. Ah, that's because it's something like yeah, there's something interesting there in the stranger. But yeah, um, yeah, the stranger always moves on, and they're always on their own. There's always yeah this um, or well, I mean, like with the eighties ones as well. Like it's, I mean, look as well at um, Iron Man. Like those first Iron Man films. It's yeah. all about um, Tony Stark's arrogance, and he does uh-huh. everything on his own. And I mean, yeah. even down to like the when he died, it was most of it was, oh my God, Iron Man's so brilliant. He's managed mm-hmm. to do all this. Like he's the one who figured out time travel. He's the one who uh made the sacrifice. Like everyone else is just there to support Iron Man, but it's really Iron Man was the the main guy who mm-hmm. who just achieved everything. And then with Steve Rogers as well, it's like Oh, Steve Rogers is great because he can kick butt. He doesn't really need need anything. Yeah. Um, and so that's like something that's perpetuated throughout media um, and like stories. Um, they might even, team up with people. Though, oh, sorry. Even though, no, no, I was going to say, like, even though they had, even though Captain America is, is capable he still had a team. He still had Bucky. He still had a brigade of paratroopers. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but like that's the thing. Like in a lot of these stories, that um, you've got these teams, but the teams mm-hmm. are basically to show how great the individual is. Yes. Yeah. So in Captain, in like the Captain America films, it's basically oh, uh, you need a team so that they can fail, so then Captain America can come in and resolve the problem. Mm-hmm. So it's like. You, that's what is being led to is like the archetype of oh no you're great because you come in and you fix things and you're fantastic at doing that it's not you see very few films where it's um i'm going to ask for help from someone else and they're going to support me and we together are going to resolve this because of you, you always you always have that it, it's probably because it's like how cinema's been designed that you have the hero and so yeah. you always have this one individual who is always resolving everything, even though they're working with other people, they're where the buck stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's true. Yeah. Like the that example is it's quite quite good actually. Mm. I've I've got another example of um so I won't use any names because this is a real life one, but mm-hmm. this is of um this is an example of someone who wasn't able to ask for help and how it had affected them quite badly. Okay. So um, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, I work in higher education and yes. in a previous role that I was in, I was 
a kind of student support kind of role like i'd be the person that you ask about your grades your um if you're having like housing problems or like uh anything so like if you needed to do mitigating circumstances for your essays or anything like that and mm -hmm. this one guy came down and he was like i need mitigating circumstances and i was like okay that's cool dude um uh, where's your evidence and he didn't have any evidence and i was like okay well talks him for it all this is the paperwork we just need to know why do you need mitigating circumstances was it like a, a bus a bus was late was it like anything like that i was trying to get from him what it was to try and help him figure out what evidence he could provide wouldn't tell me and okay. i was like okay dude well um you go off you think about it and then come back later and then we can sort this out once like you've resolved that and i was basically on my own like the other i'd gone to a different office that day because the people in that office were on like a training thing or something so mm -hmm. it was mainly me on my own there and um, i saw this guy like four times during the day so he came yeah. to me in the morning and it's like that was when i explained everything came to me again and i explained everything again it was like dude seriously can't do anything third time honestly dude like nothing's gonna happen until i get this evidence fourth time mm -hmm. his dad had died and within like his cultural family unit mm -hmm. that meant that he was now the head of the family right yeah and his mum didn't work his sisters didn't work well i think his mum worked but she wasn't earning that much and so and he was working part-time to supplement their bills but yeah. now that he's head of the family it means that not only is he in charge of um, the finances of the family, he's also in charge of um, any disputes that happen in the family. And this guy was 18 and he was wow. now sudden, suddenly the head of everything in his household. And not only his household, also um, he had people overseas that were dependent on him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he was like, so that happened. Uh, so my dad died, and I had to attend the funeral. And there were lots of things that I had to get, I had to do, and that was why yeah. I wasn't able to attend my my exam. And it's like, and I had to have like this little. I ended up having like this heart to heart with him when I was just saying, "Look, we always think that being we always taught that being strong and being independent is um, is a good thing, but it's actually a weakness." admitting that you are in need is mm -hmm. a is a strength and it takes a lot of courage to do that and 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 we ended up like having a little ended up like crying with me and then um i was able to take him to someone to actually get the support that he needed like the yeah. actual trained counselors at the institution not me because i was just like paperwork dude um mm -hmm. but that one always just sits with me of like this guy was so he because he was basically told he can't tell anyone that his dad's died so he was carrying the death of his father the um loss of innocence the like all of this responsibility just like and all of this burden and he wanted to finish his his college degree because he yeah. won because if he just went he could go off and just work in a shop, but he wanted to have a degree so that he could do, uh, I can't remember what he was studying, but progress in that career line. And exactly. it was like, 
and it was like okay look there's so much support that you can be given like now that we know this like mm-hmm. we can support you there's financial aid there's loads of stuff that we can help you apply for so that yeah. you can continue but up until the point that you say i need help no one no one's able to help you because no one no one's a mind reader no one's just going to give you something without knowing the circumstances yeah that that was that one always like hits me deep like it was always that was just mental no i that's that's quite i mean that that must be an extraordinarily difficult situation to be in yeah totally like i can't even begin to imagine what that would i mean imagine like (laughs) at the age of 18 i like at the age of 18 i didn't have a clue what i was doing like i'm i'm much older now i still don't have a clue what i was doing but at 18 like i i I was basically i was just pub to pub (laughs) yeah and just like going gigs like i was just a kid yeah yeah no exactly and i mean i'm looking back now and as, as you're talking about this i mean getting all that responsibility at 18 I, I would have not been ready for that. My no timeline, way. me at 18, I would have not been remotely able to tackle that. Now, another topic that I, wanna, that I want to um, address, which is a big one, which kind of is in line with what you've just shared with us, is the importance of building good and healthy relationship skills. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not just romantically, but with the people around you. This comes into like breaking down and stop with the locker room mentality. This comes down to not being, not idolizing or not being the strong alpha male. This comes down, this is communication and managing expectations. We're all different. We're all, we've all developed in different areas. For my sense, I've been focusing a lot on communication because that was my drawback on, okay, how yeah. to, on, on how to express my emotions. And, but here's the thing. It was not just about expressing my emotions, but it was also expressing them in a manner that they are understood correctly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could tell someone that, you know, I'm just, oh, I'm just hangry you know, and write it off because I'm irritable. And yeah, I could always go for a snack. You know this about me, Sam. I I could always eat. So chalking everything up to being hangry is very easy for me. Yeah. But at the same time, that isn't very, that isn't honest. Because if there is something that is annoying me, being able to say what it is that is actually annoying me. Yeah, so not letting things fester. Exactly. It's yeah. like something, something frustrates you and then being able to express that straight away. Mm-hmm. So if it's you're talking to a friend and they cut you off mid-sentence and you say, I'm really sorry, but that, that really does frustrate me. I feel that you don't respect what I'm saying by cutting me off or something. Yeah. And uh, you, you saying that brings me back to a relationship that I had where I would be talking about something or I would be telling a story and this person. So anyway, um, yep. (laughs) Sorry. 
no, not like that. Not like that. Not like that. But to a, to an exact same descent, I would be telling them a story or something happened. I would be like relating something that I found interesting, and they would you know stand there and be looking at me, and then just you know wait for me to kind of pause or you know try and get the yes okay or like kind of get some kind of feedback, mm-hmm. and they would say skip to the end. Uh... It's like wow, okay, thank you. That really you know drives home the point that you know what I'm saying is is so important. For this person yeah and i think i think there's like in those scenarios there are there are times when it's like maybe this isn't the right time to have this conversation and so a way that you could have a way that you could do that would probably be to say something like um uh, i'm really sorry but um i'm worried about time right now or there's other things that i need to do i don't have time to engage fully in this conversation Mm-hmm. Or um, if it's something that has been said before, say, "Oh, uh, I feel like we've already spoken about this. Is is it this, this, and this?" So that mm-hmm. then you could you're acknowledging that a per- that someone's telling you something, but you've already you can skip a lot of the background information because it's already informa- it's already stuff that you're aware of. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, doing just that. As you said, oh, uh, we don't have like, is it this, this, and this? Where you're fast tracking the conversation, mm. depending on the the person you're dealing with, that might actually be uh, a very a very bad thing to do. Yeah, of course. So it, it comes down to again having an understanding of the person that you're that you're interacting with, and and most of the time, even I I fall victim to this. When people talk about having healthy relationship skills, I always think of romantic partners. Mm, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had our disagreements and arguments, Sam. No. <laughs> I mean, there was, that, there was that one time, but then we had to share a fork. So. Oh my God, that did bring us together. (laughs) Okay, we're not talking about the fault. That's another episode. If you want us to talk about the fault for 40 minutes, do email in. We can talk about the fault. Yeah, fun times though, fun times. However, um, having healthy relationship skills in your friends' relationships is, I would say, more important equal or or potentially more important because if you if you can't manage a relationship with just friends how are you going to manage a relationship with a significant other that's true i i'm i mean i don't have a degree in this but i have been involved with people for a little bit over four decades, so I have some experience whilst dealing with um, dealing with people. And to me, if you can't manage to have friends, how are you going to manage to have a relationship? I mean, I I do think I mean there is like a level there of like some people will. So there might be some people listening who don't really have many friends outside of a significant other, or mm-hmm. they may not have many friends, but I mean, some, 
because you do so we're two different people you're more of an extrovert and i'm more of an introvert yeah. i don't need a lot of people around me um i much prefer the company of books uh to people mm-hmm. um that doesn't mean that i don't like people there's there's plenty of people that i do like but i i'm quite comfortable in my own skin i'm quite comfortable with my own company um yeah. and i think there's people you can still be a po- it's like positive as uh, like represent positive masculinity and not mm-hmm. have uh, lots of friends that's not a a signifier of lots of um like positivity it and it could just be you just have your partner or it's like your several partners or no partner whatsoever whatever works for you um mm-hmm. but I, I do get what you're saying it's like those those interactions that you do have are positive so you don't have interactions that are negative you're not um um all the things that we were saying toxic uh, masculinity is you're not violent you're not controlling uh you're not misogynistic or homophobic in Uh within those relationships you are still a positive force and there was something that i was just thinking uh, with what you were saying just before part of positive masculinity is accepting the autonomy of others yes and your self autonomy and the autonomy of others. So we, I think, so especially very early on in life, you can tend to forget that everyone else is an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a German word because there's a German word for bloody everything. There's Pretty like much, yeah. this. There's a word that essentially means the acknowledgement of other people's existence. Which, mm-hmm. like, when you see a stranger walking down the street. They're not just an NPC. They have just as rich an experience and as diverse a life as you do, but you have no idea what's going on. But there's this whole world going on for them that is separate to your own. Um, I think that's always really important to just remember of like, regardless of who you're speaking to, if it's like that person who works in the coffee shop, if it's the um if it's your partner if it's your friend they've got an entire life going on that is independent of you and acknowledging that is incredibly important because you're not the center of their world you're yeah. just a part of it no that's true that's true and i mean you might not even be a part of it you're you are the npc right yeah yeah or, exactly or, or you are not even you're not even an NPC. You're your background music. Like you're 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 a pastel in a tree somewhere. Basically, you know, your absolute background. And that is that is very true. And that's it's it's a very it's a very important state of mind to be in while whilst dealing with other people. Because it can be so easy to write people off. Sorry, I interrupted yeah. you there. So oh, I was just—I was going to pretty much say the exact same thing. Is you don't know what they might be dealing with. Yeah. You know. Um, oh, someone fucked up your coffee. What if they are? You know, what if they suffered a loss in the family or something equivalent? But they have to show up for work to make bills. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You you can. 
everyone's got like a story like I'm sure everyone's had a bad day at work like they've had like as you say a loss they didn't get enough sleep last night they're they've got a test they've got like all sorts of things going on in their world um and if they forgot if they ended up burning your milk or whatever yeah like that it's it's a little thing like maybe they were distracted or maybe it's like maybe they've just you know what let's do a nice one maybe they just fell in love yeah they're just thinking about their love yeah and i'm just well okay with you know having to wait the additional 40 seconds it takes to make my hot chocolate because it's no time yeah so we uh talking about time we Mm. are running low on it so i thought low on it yeah i thought just unlike uh just to round off Mm-hmm. We mentioned at the top what um, what are the traits that we'd say are toxic masculinity. And so yeah. on the flip side of that, like we've discussed them in kind of an roundabout way, but w- the takeaways from this, what would, um, so in an agreement between the two of us, what mm-hmm. would be the ones that we'd say are, it's like the headline positive masculinity traits? I'm pretty sure we agree on some of them, but uh, you might have some different to my uh, to what I feel is very important. But we will do you want to do your ones and then uh, yeah yeah okay. So um, asking for help is is a big one. Yeah, showing vulnerability is another. Okay. Yeah. Uh, being able to express a wide range of emotions. Yeah. And when we say express them, we're not talking about, you know, you go and you break the kitchen cabinets because you're angry. There are, you know. So there's... nuance, um, express a, a wide range of emotions in a healthy manner. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And when, you know, verbally express them, like say, t- tell someone that you are, you know, that you're unsure or that you're feeling anxious or, you know, being tender with other people. Um, another another one that I that I wanted to uh, I want to jump on that you mentioned is asking for and giving consent. Yeah, which massive. I think is massive. Yeah, um, trying to feel comfortable in emotionally nurturing roles. That's a good one. I was going to say that because we haven't spoken about that. Yeah, no, I I know I know, and I mean as I said, we're rolling low on time and. We could do, I mean, this could, be an, this could be an entire series of how to improve um, or, you know, how to, how to improve, improve your, your masculinity. Um, I wanted to add like two things. So when you talked about emotional, um, I thought it's worth as well saying the being comfortable with crying. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a big one. It's like boys don't cry and it's like yep. so forth like all those things it's there's nothing wrong with being able to cry and especially when when the situation calls to it. obviously if you if you're crying all the time that could be a problem and maybe go talk to someone see if you can someone can help you with that if it's too often um, yep. but being a having an a moment when if your emotions are welling up and it's a moment where you need to express that feeling mm-hmm. 
perfectly healthy. And so obviously crying doesn't always mean you're sad. It can also mean you're happy. Uh, yeah. Be acknowledging that that's something that, that you can do and being comfortable with that. Um, and then on the nurturing side, that's there's sort of nuances of that because it's not just, we always think of nurturing as children. Like you mm-hmm. nurture a child, you know, but it could also be um, a pet. It could be a plant. It could be a friend. It could be could your be partner. Your it could be your parents. It could be anyone. Like there's different ways to show nurturing. There's different. So you, I mean, everyone's been buying indoor plants over the last year. So mm-hmm. you could be nurturing towards that. And that's an aspect of this. But then it's so, so you'd nurture your your friends in a different way. If your friend is vulnerable and they come to you, don't back them away and say, oh, this is a difficult emotion to deal with. Mm-hmm. Take the time to sometimes, um, oh, as well with like the nurturing, it's not just about solving their problem. It's oh, no, not at all. Not yeah. at all. It, sometimes that's, not, just, that's not nurturing. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to sit there and shut up. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that is 90% of nurturing just, someone needs someone to talk to it's just existing in the same space as someone else yeah and then asking for the consent if they want help at that point don't just go out and be like i'm going to fix your barn now they didn't want the barn fixed they were just sad about it exactly maybe they had plans to demolish it and build a better one maybe the insurance money was amazing yeah that too okay (laughs) um i think we could there i think you and i could probably go on about this but i think that's probably a good place to end for this week um if anyone wants to hear talk more about this um obviously uh you can email in at not dead podcast sorry podcast not dead at gmail.com or go to the website uh not dead podcast or credit uk you can find us on twitter or instagram to um let us know if there's anything you'd like us to talk about or just say hi um and yeah if you want us to delve deeper into this subject or do any other subjects do let us know if you've got any suggestions or if you want to be a guest to talk about this do let us know as well like we do welcome guests onto the show it'd be great to hear other people's opinions on this Mm, absolutely Mm. all right but yeah In the meantime, look after yourselves, look after other people, be kind, be caring, ask for consent. And did I miss one? Be courageous to express vulnerability. Be courageous to. That's a great one. You stole my thunder, man. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And on that, bye. Bye.